Hello from Leipzig, Bratislava in Magdeburg. My name is Mark. And I'm David and you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast. A podcast about journalism for journalists and made by us journalists. And uh, basically we talk about all the media related stuff. Okay, so how are you, Mark? Oh, I'm fine. I'm actually glad we are back like after our summer break, uh, as I told you last time. And I'm so looking forward to new very interesting guests all around from all around Europe and I hope we have some very nice and interesting talks about everything connected to journalism and today it's a bit different we don't have a journalist guest but surely someone who's very interested into privacy everything around uh, digitalization and he's a lawyer and David would you have Uh, would you be so kind to introduce him, please? Okay, so I, I would I would I would welcome um, like to welcome to the to the podcast like for first time uh, Peter Henze and I, I hope it's it's right. Is it? So hi Peter. Hi hi, it's correct. It's perfectly correct. It's called uh, it's it's um, H E N S E and um, pronounced Henze. Correct. Henze. Wow. Okay. So, uh, as, as Mark told us, um, mm. you are not a journalist, as we usually have journalists here. But uh, aren't uh, we all you... sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a nice, that's an interesting thesis. That, that's a great comeback, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> yes. I guess anyone with a Facebook account is a journalist uh, now. Everyone, it seems so. With a, more like uh, everyone with an Instagram account, but um, not okay. Uh, if that matters. Um, yes, of course, my name is uh, Peter, Peter Henze. I'm, I'm a lawyer and uh, specialized in technology and media law. And much of my work, though, um, involves advising and representing companies and people in all sorts of digital challenges. And I'm very glad, I'm really glad you invited me for this afternoon round of talk. Thanks for joining. Uh, we actually, uh, you, you, you and I, I guess you and Mark met at a conference, right? Or a seminar, was it? Peter and I met several times, actually. Um, he has a company, um, his agency is called Spirit Legal and they host several events. I think we first met in Munich for um, the digital media camp hosted by Lina, who was a guest at our podcast. And after that, at several um, events. The last one was actually in Leipzig, where he's based with interesting speakers so yeah we met in person and um, they are not only lawyer stuff there it's like around digital journalism privacy and stuff so very interesting i'm glad you liked it and i hope yeah. my, my my personal experience can contribute here to uh to a lively discussion and um to the very interesting topics okay peter before we get uh, into our contents and our questions um would you please introduce yourself to the listeners like how you because you're not a journalist we can't ask you how you came into uh, to journalism but how you got interested into uh, privacy um all data related stuff news technology and um yeah okay <clears throat> right um Like uh, if I can't tell the whole story because it would be really boring uh, <laughs> telling uh, your whole life story, how you got into uh, choosing a certain subject um, to study. But uh, basically, I'm interested in computer technology and all the stuff 
maybe it it started at the age of 12 when I uh, got my first um, computer. It was a, a ZX81 uh, Sinclair uh, PC, and I just uh, started programming and playing games, then C64, Amiga 500, and um, from that on up to uh, all different kinds of uh, personal computers. I never used an Apple before, um, but I used the iPhone because it's obviously one of the one of the best inventions in the last 10 years. And uh, if you have to do a lot with technology in your private life, you, you can also easily choose to um, apply yourself um, to those subjects in respect to law. So 10 years ago, I think it was 10 years ago, um, when still nobody was talking about privacy or it was a very distant topic for most lawyers um, I started um, creating creating um, contracts drafting contracts and um, thinking about how uh, privacy will be affected uh, by technology and over the last 10 years we see a certain development in the law um, 10 years ago, as I said, um, almost no one was interested in privacy law and uh, with the upcoming general data protection regulation, GDPR, um, suddenly we have uh, thousands of lawyers and uh, consultants all over Europe um, uh, who share a common interest in how we deal, how we as a society deal with the challenges of the new technology of online tracking, offline tracking of uh, video surveillance. And um, it's very interesting. It's very funny because uh, the community that once was very small now is very, it's a very large community. And um, of course, English is uh, the lingua franca in this, uh, in this case, we exchange our opinions and ideas, mostly via LinkedIn or certain groups. And I actually love this media law, data law, not, it's not only uh, about privacy, uh, it's also about uh, how we can, you can use data that is not personal uh, identifiable information. So yeah, I just love the all uh, and everything about uh, media and technology. And um, that's why I choose this uh, as a topic for me as a lawyer. When we first met, um, I actually saw you as a speaker and you spoke about <laughs> uh artificial intelligence you've got this um like barbie kind of barbie like puppet with you talked about alexa you've got an alexa with you how yeah, did you come I, to I like it it it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how did you uh, got interested in like artificial intelligence and the future like it was really a straightforward look into what could be um the close future um, that's, that's actually a good question. Um, many things happen just by chance. So, um, when I, when I, uh, I, I just, I just love technology and, um, I ordered, um, an Amazon Alexa last, last year or the year before. And, um, when you, when you just try to understand how it works and how it may change your, your personal life, then you easily find other other stuff like the, the the dolls my friend kayla or the hello barbie um you can you can play with it or just have a have a closer look and also at the uh, implications the legal implications uh, with uh, such toys for for adults toys for children uh, that uh, come into your into your living room and listen to you um 
every single hour of every single day and um, they record just everything you say and uh, it's being processed um, <clears throat> via cloud computing and um, just certain corporations just they, they they target their advertising based on what you say and uh, also what sensors think you feel. Um, this is a very interesting topic, and that's how I came to talk about those um, those toys and the legal implications. And yeah, much more. It's very it's very interesting because the case is also developed uh, further over the last year. So uh, now we have an FTC complaint in the uh, in the United States uh, by filed by the Electronic Privacy Information Center and the campaign for commercial free childhood regarding my friend Kayla and uh, other toys. Very interesting topic, actually. Yeah. Well, that's like. You're very, very much interested in almost everything, I feel. <laughs> I'm not uh, interested in uh, math stuff and physics, but uh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have to strike off this discussion point. Don't ask him about math. And physics. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, we also uh, wanted to talk with you about like everything connected to being a lawyer in this digital world right now and we sent you some some stuff and i think david you got um one really big point on your chest that you wanted to discuss with peter so i want to give you the honor to ask him what you want to talk about yeah, actually, it's, it's not, not just one, but it's several things. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted but, to say it was just one. But, but as, as, as Peter, as you're a lawyer from Germany, I'm, I'm sure you're um, aware of, of the Google News versus, you know, German media case. And if, I mean, there, there were a huge debate over that, like uh, people, journalists and media people from uh, all around the world. And uh, when I was like reading some, some guys in the US, they were really looking at Europe and uh, closely at Germany and how is uh, in, in there, uh, sometimes they said like how, how Germany and German media is, uh, uh, you know, fighting against Google, you know, this huge platform that's taking, they, they have taken over the internet. And I would like to, if, if you could like in short, tell us the, the, the gist of the problem that was and what's the current case and what does it mean for uh, other media in Europe? Mm, of course, um, it's not so difficult. And um, when you when you talk about these uh, these um, discussions and the fight of the publishers against Google, it's all about um, a law that is called Leistungsschutzrecht in German and uh, in English. You could translate this as ancillary copyright for press publishers and the law came into effect in 2013 and it's basically a bad law um, because it's uh, not very well written and it's very difficult to to understand and to apply and it, in its original form the intended effect would have been um, to force Google um, the leading search engine to pay publishers um, fees for the display of new search results. So uh, that uh, the reason that's the reason why uh, a lot of people called the law uh, Google tax law. Um, the reason for the panic on the side of the publishers is that uh, such uh, snippets, Google News snippets, they uh, take away from from the publishers' advertising revenue because in our times readers are are satisfied by reading only headlines and a short description. And they do not need to click through to the 
original website, the news website. So um, Google continues receiving money from advertisers, but publishers don't. And it's understandable that they don't like that. Um, now, the, the situation right now is uh, that the European Court of Justice has been asked by a regional court in Berlin whether this, the German government should have notified the European Commission of the introduction of the new law in 2013, because they did not, they did not notify. Um, and this obvious issue may lead to the conclusion that the law is void because uh, because it hasn't been uh, notified with the commission and but please don't expect that german publishers will give up the fight just because they lose with regard to this one uh, law um, they are very well connected and they have a strong lobby and uh, the the fight is um, uh, has been taken just to another another uh, level of legislation because on an eu level um, they are already trying to create a new ancillary right, uh, ancillary copyright for news publishers. And this new copyright may extend also to hyperlinks. Um, it seems, it sounds crazy, uh, taxing hyperlinks, but uh, so we don't only talk about short snippets from articles, but the link itself may be privileged information. I say privileged information because linking for aggregators may cost money in the future and uh, so someone called it also a link tax which is a very very strange term because a taxing hyperlink is a crazy idea to 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 to, to me at least um, but all this may be part of a new directive on copyright in the digital single market and i personally hope that such uh, legislation will not see the light of day but if you consider how how strong the copyright industry lobby is in Brussels. You you can never be sure, and um, at least it's a it's a topic it's uh, worth discussing. Well, we always talk we always talk about like Google, but does it also affect um, other search engines and yeah, like being whatever? It's, yeah, we, we're talking <laughs> about drafts of possible laws, so we are okay. basi we are basically in the dark what 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 it means or what it could mean. And um, but uh, one thing is sure, it is directed against news aggregators such as Google News. Google News is the largest uh, news aggregator. There are also others. There could be others. It's Bing News. And, uh, but, but it's mainly directed against Google because they take the, the, the publishers say Google just takes their work, makes money with it, and just doesn't pay, they don't even pay taxes in, in, in Europe. And that's uh, not going to happen um, for, 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 the, for the next uh, five years because the European Commission also tries to, to tax Google more harshly you could say yeah. would it be easier like I, I remember when we we talked about also facebook and deleting hate comments mm -hmm. would it be easier if there was if if google had like a headquarter in europe or in germany or wherever they they have one where you can just go and mm, google's say, not the google's not the problem google's not uh, hasn't has has never been so problematic um as facebook because you could you, you you can you can sue Google also in Germany or in Ireland. Also in Germany, you could sue the Google Ireland or the Google Google USA. Um, but it would be much easier. Um, but uh, since the since it's only a law that protects only uh, publishers, um, they could 
they could sue Google, Google anywhere because uh, money is no no um, no problem for them. Um, but it w it won't be easier if you if Google had a German German office. I mean, David, that's what we're always talking about. Like, it's really hard when you have these national borders, right? And not like only national companies, but yeah, international companies and European companies. So it's, I know it's always hard to break down from or to, to expand an idea from mm -hmm. a nas national side to a, an international side. I mean, uh, that's uh, what what I see. The issue is that <clears throat> at at least, like from outside, I'm, um, um, I mean, I'm not not in Germany, but uh, uh, it seems like the German media is uh, is uh, in a way uh, really fighting against uh, the the platform. So it's not only Google; it's also also Facebook. So when when you talk about uh, you know media pushing back on uh, platforms mm. growing, uh, it in somewhere there they they always come to german media so for me it's like really interesting like why is it the german media and uh, so so w what do you think peter why, why is it not the french media um, i could i could guess but i'm 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 not sure it would be it would be Right. Um, I can I can quote I can quote uh, Christoph Käse at this at, at the time of the of the introduction of the law. He was uh, president of public affairs for Axel Springer, um, and he prides himself that uh, there is no other developed country that has given publishers this kind of right against aggregators, and um, they think this will be a benchmark for for Europe. And I suppose that maybe European publishers just support the German publishers in trying to establish this benchmark. So uh, it may be that uh, there is no such thing in, in, in France or no such legislation in wherever, in, in Italy. It, it was in Spain. We, don't, uh, we, we should not forget that uh, Spain had a similar law and uh, Google just shut down its news service there. But um, it's so... I think they are maybe the front runners, and they they like to be the front runners in this in this case. Uh, Springer also um, tries to shut down ad blocking. Don't forget about that. It's the other side of uh, it's <clears throat> of uh, it's 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 the dark side of uh, the of publishing of web publishing. Yeah, David, I always think that Germany has a very very. A big view on data protection, privacy protection uh, always has and always probably will have, and others aren't that like that that far developed. Um, especially when it uh, also comes to and Peter, you could help me out there. There was, I think, something about uh, framing and how you could embed social media content in Germany. And I know it because it came back to uh, us as public broadcaster. We weren't suddenly, oh, we actually we were allowed, but we had a directive which recommended we shouldn't embed social media contents unless we got um, like the okay from the original publisher. Uh, it was like completely stupid and completely against uh, what social media was for, which is like sharing. 
You remember that, uh, Peter? Like the framing debate and oh, it's still an ongoing debate, and, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and nobody likes it. But maybe one reason why we are so 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 picky and so uh, over precise and uh, exact is that we have a working legal system, and for for us uh, to to go to court is cheap and it's effective in Germany. So we don't only have laws. Uh, that are there and nobody cares about them. Um, our, our laws tend to be executed, tend to be uh, tend to be uh, applied by 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 court. So if you um, infringe copyright, um, you can you can be held liable by by the copyright owner, and uh, it doesn't cost them uh, a lot of money to 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 uh, go to court. And to sue you, uh, this is very different in other countries. So, uh, namely in the UK or in the United States. Um, so we have uh, we have uh, we, we tend to we tend to apply uh, the law and to to uh, abide by the law. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we we always. I mean, if I if I speak to someone who's like from Europe and it's not. Uh, he's not from like Germany or Austria. We always think of yeah, like <laughs> you know these two nations, Germans and Austrians, as like like really precise people, like uh, who who really care for every single you know thing. Uh, just a question: What what is Austria? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, it's But, but but it's basically a good thing that uh, it's so easy to go to court and so cheap. So it's uh, basically a problem what everybody's making of it, namely like doing these. And you said it, I think it was bad laws. I mean, mm. there, obviously there are some some things like bad laws. Uh, of course, of I, course I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a lawyer to say that, but, <laughs> mm, but there's there's a lot of um, stupid stuff that has been has been um, created by legislators but um, <clears throat> some of it uh, is uh, some of it uh, is forgotten and nobody nobody remembers it but uh, there are laws that uh, have just one one goal uh, such as the the Google tax law or link tax law and um, people people do just don't like it but you can you can if you can make money from him uh, then of course it's um, it's a business model copyright law as a business model and, and when, when we stay uh, at the, the uh, you know platforms uh, google facebook and etc mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah you have got you guys in germany you have uh, upcoming elections and uh, there was a big pushback against facebook um, partly against uh, google as well but they they i guess i guess they had better pr guys than facebook guys <laughs> uh, regarding the f fake news and you know the hate sp hateful speech but but most of all the the fake news and uh, again the the media was saying like okay so facebook this this is this is your thing you have to deal with it and i guess guess also the the german government g gave uh, you know facebook like uh, guys you have to you know uh, make mm. make this right uh, or or we will step in so what's what's the legal issue over here like uh, can they can they make facebook to do this in germany it's um it's a very interesting topic and a very very um interesting discussion we have on this because um if you think fake news 
is a new phenomenon, um, I would say, yeah, stink again. Um, the, the deliberate making up of fake stories of fake news uh, to, to, to fool us as people um, or, to, or to entertain us, this is nothing new. So um, in, in Latin words, nihil sub sole novi, uh, as the old Romans would say. And um, I often like to remind people that well, there were uh, numerous historical forgery and uh, hoaxes. Um, also, um, certain systems like the communist system uh, from the Soviet Union and also the GDR. Um, they all relied on fake news, um, but they became popular under uh, with, with President Trump and Kellyanne Conway um, when she uh, coined the phrase alternative facts as an euphemism for, for lying. Um, and since then, nothing has been, nothing has been the same. And Actually, the 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 uh, activity from from the German legislators towards fake news and hate speech. Nobody knew what is uh, hate. What was hate speech uh, a couple of years ago, and still they don't know how to define hate speech because it's a term from the American legal language. And uh, in Germany, everyone thinks uh, hate speech is just by saying something you do not agree with them. So, but this is not hate speech. But um, for the last two years, everything they talk about or we talk about is how to tackle hate speech. Um, uh, the problem is that with the emergence of social media, uh, real stories and fictional stories, real news and fake news, they are now presented in, uh, in a similar way and uh, it's sometimes it's difficult to, to, to tell those two stories apart. And news aggregators, Google News or social media platforms uh, like, like Facebook, they present credible media and unreliable media in the same way as, as if they were a real alternative. And that's in part because the output of media outlets is not credibility but coverage. Um, I think uh, Mark knows a lot about this, and uh, because good news don't sell, don't sell uh, clicks. And um, the problem is fake news and um, also also libel. So uh, uh, has become trustworthy because of social signals. So if many people or a bunch of bots uh, share a fake story, and just by doing that they influence and deceive. Um, people are, who, are, who are credulous into believing that a story shared so often by so many people must be, must be true. And that is human nature. And um, in addition uh, to this very sad fact, in addition, the internet is very hard to police. And that's the situation we found ourselves in, uh, in 2015 when we first heard about uh, laws against, uh, against fake news and hate speech. And um, uh, the, I think the, the Christian Democratic Party was the first to to propose a law against uh, against fake news, and um, especially those hate speech and libel. They encourage further legal violations. Users share forbidden content. They share insults. They share um, illegal content, and they reinforce harassment. Um, but but lies have consequences and crimes have consequences and that is why Germany and others are willing to to make Facebook and us as social media giants liable for crimes committed by their users. Now we are on 
now we are one of the most aggressive countries in the Western world. Germany is one of the most aggressive countries in the Western world, forcing companies like Facebook, Google, and also Twitter to, yeah, to crack down on, on hate speech and libel and extremist messaging on those, on those platforms. Yeah, um, but uh, we all know, of course, such laws are always in, in, in conflict with freedom of expression. But you should not forget that the Netzwerkdurchsetzungsgesetz, it's a German term <laughs> for the anti-Facebook law, it targets obvious illegal content. And the lawmaker, they, 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 they had to act because none of the American social media giants did. Facebook did not delete illegal content even though they knew this, the content was illegal. Um, they just said, uh, we can't delete, we don't know how to delete uh, this picture, but it's, it's an idiotic statement because uh, they are the masters of big data, of course they know how to delete a certain, a certain picture. And, um, and as for the content, Facebook and Google, etc., they are all required to remove illegal content within 24 hours of it being brought to their attention. That's the new law. And companies that fail to comply, they face multi-million dollar fines. It's just a symbolic, I think it's just a symbolic law. Uh, but um, the, the thing that's very, very great for lawyers and also great for people that uh, have been harassed on uh, social media is uh, those social media platforms, they need to name representatives and addresses for service of process in Germany, so they can be sued more easily in Germany. That's very difficult, or that will be very difficult for them to, 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 imp um, to implement. And of course, people criticize this legislation as uh, misguided and uh, placing a lot of responsibility for deciding what constitutes unlawful illegal content uh, in the hands of social media providers, but because um, a lot of those decisions they they have to do uh, on their own. It's not uh, being done by court. It's just uh, being done by the Facebook deletion team. And my conclusion, as always, is we are experiencing extremely interesting times. And that <laughs> if you want to change the world, you have to participate in politics and engage in political life. Uh, just complaining is not enough. And so, do you, do 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 you think this law will get, I mean, pushed up or all the way to the European Union, or it will just stay in Germany? What's uh, what's what are the <clears throat> future outlooks? I don't know what are the odds, uh, but um, I think it's it's just uh, it's a try. They try to they test how it works um, and if it works. And um, of course, the law will be challenged in court. Anything will be challenged in court. And maybe it's unconstitutional, and not only because it's uh, against the German constitution. It could be also against the uh, European, um, Europe, basic European laws. And um, you could discuss about all that. But one thing is clear. Um, the, the people, the people, um, they, they urged for legislative action and uh, the parliament is, is, uh, saw that something had to be done and uh, we now have a law that is um, in parts discussable and maybe also unconstitutional but at least it's a first step against 
constant harassing, constant spreading of fake news, and maybe it changes something within those um, social media organizations that they try to delete more of the obvious illegal content and they try to to stop the proliferation of fake news because we cannot afford um, we cannot afford a second American election in Europe. Uh, what I thought is that it maybe it would be better if there was like certain laws only on a European level and not on a national level, like internet laws, like yeah, in um, commas here, uh, in air commas. Um, what, what do you think? Would it, would it be better if there were some things really decided on a European court rather than on a national court? So it's, I mean, there is no worldwide thing going on i think that's that's irrational that's not that's not going to happen that you have a law for the us asia europe africa australia and so on but just for europe like you say facebook has a european um, registered office in let's uh, in ireland so we discuss everything in front of the european courts because that's their only office in europe um that's a difficult question because facebook affects our everyday life. So Facebook affects my life as a citizen of Germany, Facebook affects your life as a citizen of whatever country you can imagine, um, in Africa, in Asia, in America. So um, they use loopholes, they use loopholes in taxation, they use loopholes in local legislations regarding, regarding, um, regarding the freedom of expression. And um, they dominate the, the the let's call it the market of opinions because they present news they present uh, advertising and they can influence your your life they can influence um, elections and they profit from certain regulations we we, we put in place uh, at the beginning of the digital age in the 1990s uh, that protect um, services for the for the uh, information society, uh, we protect them from liability. We protect them from liability for the content, for third-party content, the content of their users. But we have to ask ourselves if those privileges are still applicable because Facebook seems to... Uh, it's not only a monopoly, they just make billions of money just by just by using this privilege and not investing in uh, safe and uh, secure infrastructure and uh, they do not delete illegal content uh, fast enough and uh, they just they just seem to play with local legislation with uh, the legislation of the members uh, of the European Union and I think um, the days of uh, <laughs> a careless, careless lives for for Facebook and other social media platforms, uh, they are over. And this is a necessary step uh, towards more. How could you say? More liability, more liability for your own actions as social media platform. And I really support the step the German government took by, by introducing uh, that law, even if it's a law that may also be called bad law or um, um, has uh, its deficits. But you had to take one step 
um, and to assert a certain position. And uh, if if you if you look at things from I mean your perspective, you're a lawyer, you know how you know things work on this level, like uh, you know big companies, media, and so uh, both Facebook and Google, uh, they have in like uh, this year or last year, like recently, uh, they both launched different projects uh, to help news, to help media. So Facebook has set up this uh, you know Facebook journalism project, Facebook uh, safe for uh, you know news for journalism google uh, has done the the, the digital yeah. news innovate uh, mm -hmm. i mean you know s the dni fund so they're they're both doing this um we we <laughs> in the in in the past we we when we had uh, like guests on the podcast uh, or like we talked about mm -hmm. this we always said like okay so like they're doing pr um, you, you said that they will need to, you know, <clears throat> do something for the in infrastructure and liability. Do, do you think these steps which they seem to be doing at the moment are enough or they are just like more PR uh, as, as, as we, we said before? At Google, uh, there are a lot of very intelligent people also in terms of uh, policy making, in terms of influencing, lobbying and I, I I like those efforts. I like that they they try to change the public opinion or to influence the public opinion because uh, they wouldn't do that if they did not feel uh, they are they are they are going to lose parts of this uh, let's say copyright or uh, information war. Um, I personally think it would be enough if Google paid taxes in Europe for the for the, the work that's being done for by Google in Europe and um, everything else is very nice to have but not really necessary but uh, they actually don't pay any taxes or at least uh, not uh, not sufficient taxes uh, same applies to Facebook and and others and that's something we have to change because uh, they actually profit from our way of life from uh, from you creating uh, uh, creating texts from you creating uh, great pieces of journalism and uh, it's not fair that they just uh, take these works of, of other people and uh, profit from them and they don't have to uh, pay their fair share Wow, that's actually a very clever answer. <laughs> yes, so we have the one side like these uh, text-based problems, and we have the, the things about hate comments. And I mean, I just recently read some some days ago that Facebook is in Germany mm. uh, installing <laughs> a second yeah. um, deletion yes. center in in Essen, <laughs> like where they try to delete, uh, yeah, hate hate speech. I don't know if there's any anything. Uh, comparable in in another country in europe or even in the us but they i think they want to install it's like 500 so cr it's crazy. It's really and crazy, the yeah. one in berlin yeah. should be like 700 ah. yeah so they, they try to um to do things and on the other hand twitter um they seem to not caring at all i mean maybe you heard i, I think peter you heard but i'm not sure david if you heard there's a, a german um comedian or like like very um, yeah, critical comedian, and he's a Jew. He's called Shahak Shapira, and he um, uh, he was um, he was sp uh, spray painting 
tweets uh, he uh, he reported to Twitter, but who, uh, which weren't deleted and just in front of the Hamburg headquarter of Twitter, like on the steps on the street, um, just to show that uh, that's what he reported on on Twitter. It wasn't deleted. Um, is still like very mm -hmm. bad, which is bad. It was like in in Germany, it's really hard to to finally get a hate comment like in front of a court. It's only when it's oh I don't know the English term. Um, Volksverhetzend is the maybe uh, Peter Peter knows it. Um, I don't I don't <laughs> actually know uh, the English the English term for it, but it's uh, if it's 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 libel oh it's it's hate it's hate hate speech inciting violence against certain yeah. certain groups certain ethnic groups. That's what uh, Volksverhetzung means. Incitement, incitement okay. of the people is the English translation. Yeah, uh, and as he was a Jew, there were many tweets about. Um, yeah, yet let, let's just uh, kill the Jews, kill the Muslims, and so on. And Twitter didn't delete it. And at least Facebook is trying to do, even if it's external companies who who doing these jobs for Facebook. They actually they, in Germany they try to. They try to do something, although I still think that doing this just for Germany is like a bad idea because most of the like really, really bad stuff is going on in English or even in other languages like Arabic and so on. But mm. again, that's the problem we talked about the last 20 minutes, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, also in Slovakia, it's, um, uh, the pol police tends to be and the the authorities tend to be um, i'm not saying like reluctant but um against hate speech they 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 you know uh th there were some cases when y you came to the police and uh, some of them didn't even know what's a facebook comment you know so and that's quite hard then to explain like what happened yeah but it's but it affects our everyday life and uh, your life, my life, uh, Max's life, and it's um, it's we we have to find a way to to, to regulate those things because there are people uh, like us. Uh, we have jobs. We maybe know how to defend ourselves, but there are also people that have no clue how defend how to defend themselves. Um, they are they are they are children. Uh, that are being harassed on on Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever um, is um, what, what, whatever platform is in at the moment, um, and they need help, and uh, they are not uh, being helped by those by those platforms, and this can't be. That's not it's not fair. It's not uh, this is not legal from my standpoint. And uh, David, you brought it up that there's elections in Germany, and uh, um, you told me earlier this week that there are also elections in Slovakia. And as I was seeing through the like party manifestos or seeing the campaigns by the parties right now, I don't think that these problems um, about uh, which Peter talked for uh, quite a while now are like really topics or main topics of the comp campaigns, discussions, and so on. It's only uh, it's always only about like how to present themselves on social media, and sometimes they talk about it, but no party is like actually dealing with the with the thing because there are other big problems i know that but still i feel that that's no 
My colleague, he just had an, uh, uh, oh, he just had a comment an op-ed he wrote uh, yesterday, and it was uh, regarding the elections uh, that one of the politicians in the here in um, uh, Bratislava said that he wants, uh, if if we elect him, that then he will give us, you know, the people in Bratislava free transportation. And so you know, uh, and and my colleague said like, yeah, it's it's really easy for a politician to to send out a message like this because it's like uh, everyone understands it. And yes. as you said, we have um, like not we, but Peter has been talking about these uh, digital uh, rights uh, for for a while now, and it's I guess it's like really complicated and. Uh, I, <laughs> that's that's why I think they they get pushed at the, you know away from all these uh, you know politicians agendas and uh, but I, I don't think it's good either. Yeah, of course it's 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 difficult, but also tax law is difficult and uh, zoning law is difficult, building law is difficult, uh, everything is difficult if you have a closer look at it because you have to uh, you have to balance interests and balanced positions um but uh we we cannot close our eyes in front of uh the digital challenges the challenges uh, to our society and um i hope that uh, more politicians more not only politicians more people just recognize the fact that we need to to do that something um we need to discuss we need to get active uh we need to engage in political life so uh we can we can change our world we can change our society we can change our laws uh into uh better fitting the needs of uh, the information age because uh a lot of jobs are going to be replaced within the next uh, 20 years uh by automation we have a, a, a new uh, economical and industrial revolution um upcoming and um a lot of people still don't know um what their what how their pensions are going to be paid in 20 or 30 years uh difficult topics of course i agree but uh nevertheless we have to do something to understand to create ideas and to to just uh, test ideas test if it works and uh, maybe change uh, legislation change um, approaches if they do not work um, yeah that's my personal opinion wow um, I mean <laughs> thank you for that uh, this was really really nice um, we are slowly but surely running out of time because we don't want uh, to have uh, <laughs> this podcast forever. <laughs> Even if we, could, we uh, as, <laughs> as you heard all the listeners, uh, we could. I, I like you guys. We could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um, and actually, we are not in. Even we're just in the middle of our list of the topics we wanted to talk to you about. So there are like quite a few other things uh, which which we wanted to go. Uh, okay. <laughs> deep. That means that means a second episode definitely. Yes, that that definitely. <laughs> Mm -hmm. means a second uh, second episode because uh, the the other topics are uh, interesting as well but not just like you know we cannot talk about them just briefly so maybe do you know i don't know mark do you have a last question who as you said it's really hard because we have like the eu e privacy what uh, peter was talking in the um, discussion before this podcast uh, gdpr 
I mean, I would, I'd, I'd love to... something for an, another podcast, yeah. GDPR, because it's really yes. complex. I, I would love to go into AI and the legal and security problems, but I think that's another podcast as well. So uh, <laughs> I'd say we um, just uh, yeah finish here and promise to have you back and talk about these very interesting topics. What do you say? I, I'm fine with it. Thank you very much. And um, it was very entertaining. Uh, having uh, such a nice conversation with you. Thank you very much. Wow, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, yeah our pleasure, definitely our pleasure. And uh, thanks for the li all the <laughs> listeners who <laughs> sticked with us uh, until here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, be sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast if you're not uh, subscribed yet. Uh, do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. When you have Google Podcasts, please describe on Google Podcasts, but I think <laughs> nobody is having Google Podcasts and we will have this joke from week to week right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you have friends, tell them that there is a podcast like this and you, they can uh, listen to it. And uh, yeah, be sure to um, uh, check out our website, which is checkyourfacts.eu. So once again, checkyourfacts.eu, uh, EU as in European Union. Uh, you'll you'll find there all the uh, links to our social accounts. Uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter and go and listen to our previous podcasts. We, we've done some like really great ones. Um, and, all, uh, all were great. <laughs> <laughs> all were great. All were interesting. One was with Mark. So that was uh, the, the best, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> The listeners who uh, listen to it regularly know that I was a guest first and then just kicked out Henrik. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't kick him out. He, he wanted to leave. But And make sure and we pre provide the link um, to follow the website uh, from Peter because there will be some interesting events. Is there any event coming up like in the next months, Peter? I mean, the big one was just yeah, recently. Um, of, of course, next next year for our OTMR, Online Technology Marketing and Law uh, Conference. But um, with, uh, I think we will we will have another uh, conference on fake news and hate speech in uh, in um, October um, after the elections, and uh, it will be in in Dresden. Um, the head head <laughs> the capital of fake news and hate speech. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, just check out check out our website spiritlegal.com regularly for for any information. Uh, there will be yeah. there will be uh, we, we have a YouTube channel uh, with Evil Legal new YouTube channel and um, there will be a lot of informations and um, yeah for for you on all those media law topics. You probably didn't know, but I was born in Dresden, so oh. be careful. Be careful. Be careful what to say. Still. Oh no problem. And if you guys want to meet us in person, we will be in Budapest on the 11th uh, of September for the oh, Google News Impact Summit. David is a speaker there, and it will be really interesting. Um, I think it's free, so just go on the website and register. And um, yeah, before Peter will have his fake news conference um, we have one advice for you which is david yes guys always check your facts always do that and thank you peter for coming to the podcast thank you thank you very much hope to talk to you hope to yeah. talk to you soon bye. bye ciao bye bye